1: Hunting Seasons, a podcast about two friends catching up on notable television shows, one season at a time. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damas Leary, and today we'll be discussing the latest show in our recommend category: season three of Orange is the New Black.
2: How you doing, Damas? I am good. I have watched so much television this week.
1: What uh, apart from Orange is the New Black? You mean watching other stuff?
2: Yeah, so I started Handmaid's. Tale. Oh, I really mm. want to watch
1: that too. Very
2: cool. And um I can't there is a person from Orange and the New Black who is also in this, but I'm not gonna tell you who, because it might be a spoiler that obviously that person will be leaving. Orange, oh the New right. Black. Oh okay, cool. Um but Didn't yes, so we've got a bit of Orange is the New Black in there. I also watched your first episode of American Gods, which also has um, some alumni from Orange is the New Black oh, really? as well. Yes, and I've watched, almost finished, uh, Big Little Lies, which is fabulous.
1: Wow, okay. I've seen the first two episodes of Big Little Lies. My, I was home for Easter with mm-hmm. my parents, and they are like, hey, Brad, you should totally watch this show. <laughs> um, and checked it out. It, it was good, what I yeah. saw of it, but I haven't had time to go back to it. I've barely had time to watch this show. Yeah, fair enough. Um, a couple of apologies before we start. Apology number one. Um, sorry if there is a little bit of an echo. We're back at Damascus echo chamber of a house. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my
3: cave.
1: So, if that's the case, uh, apologies. We'll try our best to fix that. Also, apologies for my voice. I don't have the flu. This isn't Zelda flu. This is nothing like that. I... Um, This is just my voice. This is what happens when you're a Richmond Tiger supporter. Um, There's a sport in Australia, if you know Australian, called AFL. Um, If you want uh, an early grave, um, I recommend becoming a Richmond Tiger supporter.
2: Mm. Or just watch AFL in general because you'll die of boredom.
1: No, no, no. no. It'll take years off your life because (laughs) of the stress and heartache. That's that's all I have to say about that. Moving on. Spoiler warning. On this episode, we'll be discussing everything that happens in season one, two, and three of Orange is the New Black. If you've not yet watched Orange is the New Black, pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back and join us. Otherwise, proceed with caution. Spoilers ahead. You have been warned. You know, I think we should come up with a song or something to fit in that spot. We do it every week, the that's spoiler warning. We should come up with something that just fits in there, nice and brief.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'll write something for Excellent. next week. Excellent. Yeah, definitely, with all Done. my uh, musical <laughs>
1: <laughs> Quick breakdown. Orange is the New Black Season 3 picks up soon after the end of Season 2. Miss Rosa is dead after escaping from Litchfield and was kind enough to take V with her. Alex is back in the big house after Piper dobbed her in for violating her parole. And Caputo, free of Fig, can finally run the prison right. Right. Season 3 consists of 13 episodes, each coming in at around 57 minutes and took us approximately 13 hours and 25 minutes to watch. That is, Wait, how many hours? 13 hours and 25 minutes to watch. Each episode is basically an hour long and then you add on that extra hour and a half. Mm.
2: You mean the movie at the end? The movie
1: at the end. Uh, We'll definitely talk about that later. Mm -hmm. Damas, could you please give us a rundown of the season's plot?
2: Oh, I would love to. After the escape of Rosa and the subsequent death of V last season, our beloved inmates seem to be returning to normal. Gloria is ruling the kitchen. Boo and Penzatucky are enjoying a bromance. Dyer is pregnant for the 500th month. Piper is considering whose life she'll ruin next. Pussy and Tasty are the literal son in this entire show. And Nikki is still staring lovingly at a big pile of meth. It feels so good to be back. Jokes, no it doesn't, because this season we're inundated with awfulness. First, Alita is planning on selling her first grandchild to the highest bidder, and Bennett decides this is the perfect time to abandon his very pregnant girlfriend, Daya. Good riddance, I say. And so Daya isn't left with much of a choice except to listen to her mum and put the kid up on eBay. Piper's master plan to have Alex back in prison and in her life has succeeded, except I think the Alex that came back is a little broken. She keeps talking about being shivved and conspiracy. Is she leaking from the eyes? Are they tears? Gross, take this model back to the factory and get a new one. Oh, Piper does get a new one. Her name's Stella and she is... Well, I wish I could describe her except she has no personality. So I'll say that she has tattoos and a nice haircut, I guess. Also, Piper has a new hobby, which involves lady secretions and illegal smuggling. She's such a badass now. Tony Soprano better watch out. Norma becomes the silent messiah, with a following that seems to be rapidly going down the path of Jonestown, except this time there's less Kool-Aid and way more toast. Tasty renounces her need for a mother, and in doing so becomes the mother of all. She guides Watson, Poussey, Cindy and Suzanne through the perils of prison. Although mostly they all just sit around to find out whether some TV chef will end up in prison. Oh, and they steal corn as well, which was a very important plot point. The prison is financially crumbling and so is sold off to be run by a private company. And while some positive changes come about, like mattresses and moonlight vigils, there are some downsides. What are they again? Oh, yeah. Penzatucky is raped, Sophia is the victim of a hate crime, and then six million Jews died in the Holocaust. You win some, you lose some. Oh, and I got an email from a listener who wanted me to give a message to our audience. Red has nothing to do with the food, she did not cook it, and does not contain any of her soul. Do not blame her. Uh, thank you very much. That was season three.
1: Well done. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, before we get into specific points, let's just go over general thoughts. Do you want me to go first? Yes.
2: You go first, please.
1: All right. Cool. Um, I really liked this season. And really? Yeah. This is really interesting. I got the feeling based off, and I, I didn't know specifically. You've never said outright. I enjoyed this season a hell of a lot. For a lot of it, all right? Yeah. In my opinion, I thought the writing was really good through a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Like, really just fun and inventive and just sort of had a lot of momentum to it. Um, I love the characters they choose to focus on, especially in the flashbacks. I think they have some of my favorite flashback um, moments or flashback episodes of the entire run so far. Interesting. There is no V, and I don't think we it proved that we didn't need V. There's no no V-type character yeah, in this. Yeah, you don't need
2: to be bad for they, they sort
1: of maybe suggested for a while it might be Lolly, but I was happy that mm-hmm. that didn't go down mm-hmm. that route. That seemed a bit too silly and obvious. Um, I thought, there, it, I thought in a lot of ways it was re- returning to season one and just like tension between the different people. It, that was more mm. natural and just by who they were and just pairing up different people which was interesting mm-hmm. like Boo and Pinsatucky and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I thought it was going really well and it kind of, the biggest problem it had was that it just couldn't sustain it. I think yeah. the end of the season really starts to drag. But I mean, I, that's
2: certainly a problem this show has had consistently, I think. It's, it's just its the length. seasons
1: go yeah. on. Yeah, We've, I, this is becoming a problem in general. Yes, Not Orange the New Black in a lot of shows yes. that seem to have run times that are too long to sustain their stories.
2: It's okay to be a 45-minute show, everyone. It's totally okay. I
1: think so, absolutely. Or, or if you're
2: a comedy, be 20 minutes. You don't need to be 40.
1: Yeah, um, but for whatever reason, I quite enjoyed it. What about you, Damask?
2: I mean, it, yes, I, there are obviously... There's obviously a lot of it that I do enjoy. huh. There's also a lot of it that I really do not.
1: Oh, excellent.
2: I enjoy Big Boo and Benzaducky. Oh, so a good. A lot. So good. Um, I am glad that they are tying up some certain things that I think are stupid and should not be there, such as Bennett. Goodbye. Yeah. Good riddance. Yep. But yeah, th- this is probably... I mean, it's hard because I barely even remember season four. Huh. Um, But that was also for like season 3. I like I remember vague things, but other than that, I couldn't really remember what happened in it. But there's I this is not a season I'll rewatch. It depends. Uh,
1: okay, interesting. Hmm. Uh, can we let's just explore that for a second then. What mm-hmm. is it that you think is particularly bad or lacking about this season? What is it doing wrong for you?
2: Hmm. Well, yeah, this was one of the points I was going to bring up, which was I felt that this season the balance was off the balance. for me. The okay. comedy and the drama, the, the comedy was not enough to sustain some of the things I had to witness and go through with uh, with characters. Really? And I think that's also a problem that happens in season four as well, from what I remember. I just, I really, some of the things that happened was so awful, to then come back into it as a comedy was really, really difficult. Um, Interesting.
1: Okay. Yeah. I
2: just, there, I, there, were, there were obviously great comedic moments. I mean, I love when Piper gives a speech. It always makes me laugh. The
1: one she does when she's first pitching. Yeah. Like the whole business. Do you business, want to
2: be remembered? I,
1: I found that surprisingly good. Like
2: <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it's the same thing when she was talking about the chicken. Like she, and there's like this rising music and it's just, she's, yeah. she's great at it. Um. So like, there, there were lots of moments in there that I really enjoyed and I laughed at, but I, Probably laughed the least in this season.
1: Mm. Mm. I that's really interesting because I found myself enjoying the comedy more than well. I think what I was enjoying. Well, you maybe, think
2: rape's funny, right?
1: Hilarious, <laughs> just the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it, uh, that that stuff was really good. Like it was dark and awful. And mm. like Pensacucky's episode is where they go through that. It's one of my favourites because I think it was really frank and uh, and pretty amazing. Um, what they were talking about there. But alongside that, I don't know, I guess I maybe it's not co- saying it was the funniest season or I really enjoyed the comedy necessarily. I just enjoyed being around the characters more than I did last season. So, for instance, a good example of that is last season, the sort of the black group, so Tasty and Cindy and Suzanne and all that mm-hmm. got pulled into this V storyline that sucked that I
2: yeah. hated. Because you love their dynamic. You don't you don't want a party pooper coming in and ruining it. And ruining, and it. ruining
1: yeah. it, right? And this season they got to be back to what they were doing in season one. Yeah, one they, of,
2: yeah they got to shine a little bit. Exactly. It's just and, the dynamic between them, yeah. And
1: one of the things I wanted to talk about was I thought in a lot of ways this show was a return to the tone of season one mm. where without mm. a V-type character it just got to sort of be like that almost like high school co- uh, drama again yeah. all the, for, for a long They're time. They're all meeting
2: at the peach pit, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I got to get – my Tasty and my Boot Poussaint, and my Suzanne mm-hmm. uh, or Cindy in particular stuff and, and Hudson to a degree stuff again. She's still an underserved character. She doesn't have enough to Who's do. Is it Hudson? Is it Hudson? Is that her? Watson? Watson, thank you. Still <laughs> like, struggling with oh some my names. God, I've forgotten what There the are characters. 100 characters in this show. Yeah, that's Watson, true. yeah. And what's well, there you go. Example. Yeah. I remember everyone else's name except <laughs> Watson.
2: I think your name's Hoosan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So I it was great to have them back. Um, Reds you know, more worried about the kitchen again than anything else and like, I don't know, I, I was enjoying getting these people back to a place where I was like, oh, I recognise that this is what I liked about season one. Plus, Piper wasn't the protagonist this season by a mm. long stretch which I loved as well. We don't need her then and we had no Pori. So like, I'm winning here. <laughs> there is all the stuff I liked about season mm. one and none of the stuff I didn't like about season one yeah, that's, pretty much. that's a great
2: point that we did, we didn't have to deal with Pori as we call them. <sighs> Uh, That's a big plus. I, yeah.
1: And then Bennett goes away. And it's like, they just kept
2: doing things to make me happy. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. With the exception of Bye Bye Nikki. That made me sad. Oh my God. That's just. Yeah. I remember the first time I watched that and I was like, no, you can't, you can't get rid of her because she brings so much comedy. I was like, no, particularly like in that group of white women yeah yeah um yeah, luckily their presence is missed yeah luckily there is boo and pensataki but it's usually just the two of them so we do miss a lot of like w- the white women bonding yeah i guess and like having their little comedy moments as well mm, yeah you you make some good points i just yeah. and mm, oh not another
1: one I, it's just i just keep thinking the way that the show is improving and then like for instance pensataki who i found a interesting character in the first season and then gets very little to do in season two. She's sort of the villain in season one.
3: Mm.
1: Her and Healy, I get to know way better and I hate them in season one. I still, I mean, I still don't like Healy, but I know a lot more about him, which is great. And Panzer holy crap, I have feels for now. Like mm. I care about that character, which I didn't care about her in season one. I looked at her as being fascinating and like like oh she represents a, a certain type of person that, that is definitely real, especially to the American experience. But now I'm like, oh wow, Penzataki and now I understand why you like her so much. Like
2: Yeah, well I liked Penzataki before sure. I saw that episode. Okay. Um I've like always had like she terrified me in season one. I was like, Oh my god and I thought what's Taryn Manning's performance was incredible in season yeah. one. Season two, I this huge amount of affection for Panzertucki grew because she's just kind of like this so like just naive and childlike and I just like, and I found her hilarious, though she was underused. And then in this season, we get so much of her and it's fantastic and I love the dynamic with, you know, Boo and yeah, it's a lovely friendship growing. And then her episode happens and I will tell you, I will never watch that episode again. When I was re-watching it this time, I was like, I don't want to be watching this. I was doing other things while it was on. I was just, I I don't, I do not like that episode. I I, I actually actively hate that episode.
1: Should we talk about that for a second then? I've got a bunch of points, but let's, while we're here, we may as well do it while we're here. (laughs) So, you hate this episode. Like, the episode itself, you hate.
2: I find it really traumatic to watch and I don't like it.
1: Okay. Yeah talk talk to me about that
2: It's, i mean it's great to get to know more about Pensataki. yep to have to watch her be raped twice in one episode is it's awful it's really awful and it seems excessive to have to actually like witness it fair enough you can allude to rape you i, I just, it just was very graphic to me and it was it felt really hopeless and i think that's sometimes a really yucky and dangerous message to put out there.
1: I uh, yeah, yeah. There's a, I 100% agree it's definitely traumatic and awful to watch. Yeah. There's nothing about it that I enjoy watching about it.
2: Mm.
1: But I mm, mm. it's it's tricky, right? Yeah. Because I think it's very purposeful in yes, why it's it doing is. that. Yes. Because it's it's important to I point like, out that she's in the yeah. she she's in a, the same situation. Mm-hmm. That she was in
2: before. I and understand has the why same reaction. they're doing it. Yeah, I just, as a viewer, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to watch it. And like, that's, yeah. I mean, I I think of something like Jessica Jones, which I know you haven't mm-hmm. seen, but as a victim of sexual violence of rape, um, they they show that in a way that is just as moving and they talk about like things like PTSD and power dynamics in relationships without me having to like actually witness it.
3: Right. Yeah,
2: and I think like you can explore sexual violence and a feeling of powerlessness and post traumatic stress disorder and all of that stuff without having to really be so graphic about it.
1: Yep. It reminds me just thinking about now it reminds me of the criticisms that Sansa's rape in Game of Thrones. Mm. Spoilers, 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 spoilers for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in season, must have been four or five. Game of Thrones. Sansa. What gets, season are we up to now? Uh, we're about to hit season seven. So it must have been season five. Yes. Right. Um, she gets spoilers for Game of Thrones raped by Ramsay Bolton. Mm. Um, and that it was shot quite similarly, actually, where it. Yeah. It well, actually, well, it well, wasn't don't they it, cut no, away? I take it back. It what started in a similar sort of framing because mm. the way they do it with Penzettucky in this is it really focuses on her face and sort of her just, just giving into it. Basically, mm. she just sort of goes into like uh, she blinks, almost like yeah. almost like a vegetative, like, like a comatose state almost. Yeah. Not comatose, but catatonic. like Thank you. That's yeah. the word. Comatonic type state, and just sort of like that's what her. Pre- body does to protect Mm. her from this situation and they sort of do and they do a framing where they put it on her face and they do a similar sort of thing for Sansa until they don't and instead they go to I can't remember the character's name Reek yeah Reek who was his other name I can't remember right now Theon Theon Theon. And that the biggest problem with that is it was A, graphic, and then B, was focusing on the wrong person. A man's
2: perspective of watching a rape, yeah. Right. Mm. So, Which is worse than... (laughs) So much worse than actually just showing. So
1: is that worse than this situation? Is that worse? So that's what I'm sort of coming Mm. to here. So choosing to not show it, right? Instead, they cut to someone else who's witnessing it, and we have to experience it through them, particularly a man, which sucks. I think it's
2: worse because it's a man.
1: So, that's worse than actually showing it Mm -hmm. in the sort of detail. And that that
2: is obviously not to say that men can't be victims of sexual violence or anything like that. Um, But in that instance specifically... It wasn't Sansa is the
1: important thing. Yeah,
2: it wasn't someone who was actually experiencing it.
1: And the worst thing that came from that is that one of the things that did is her horrible experience as acted as a catalyst for his storyline and yes. his character. It
2: allowed him to grow. Which is
1: even worse. Yes. That's that fridging thing we were talking yeah. about in a previous episode.
2: Yeah. Women have to be sacrificed in order for men to grow. Yeah. Right.
1: So, in this situation, as graphic and awful as it is, it is at least focused on the actual victim of this crime here mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania, which mm-hmm. I have to give... I mean, this is a show that was never going to get that wrong anyway, you wouldn't think. But... Mm. Um, but I think that's why the choice is defendable, Though I understand that there's other ways of doing it.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand why they did I it. Wish and I wish I'd seen Jessica
1: Jones to talk about how they do it.
2: Yeah, I obviously would prefer, like, to see a victim's response to a rape than just avoid a voyeur. Viewer, yeah, yeah, I guess of that situation. I really liked what they did with Penzataki, Obviously. Um, having gone through that kind of trauma and then seeing Boo kind of attack her for like, a, like almost allowing is the wrong word, um, but for almost... For not fighting
1: back.
3: For re- or-
2: yeah, for refusing to acknowledge that she has been the victim of something awful. Sure. um, And so like, and Boo becomes very aggressive and you see Penzataki kind of withdraw and get very like, once again, like even more childlike, mm-hmm. you know, like I... I thought that was really powerful, um, more, and it was. It was powerful in like you saw that, she, and I hate to use the word victim because some people don't like that, but you could see that she was a victim of something, but then she was there, and there was a support there as well while she was reliving a trauma. Right. Whereas, yeah, to just yeah, uh, it's I would prefer to maybe like. Rape to be alluded to or suggested or whatever it might be, but we don't actually see it, and then we have that c- scene with Boo. I just, yeah, it's yeah, I just, yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah, it, no, 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 no yeah. it's like
1: it's you're not meant to. I guess that's the thing, right? You're really not meant to like it. Yeah. Um,
2: I think I just have like such a response to it that it's sure it's unsettling, and I I just it's same thing once again to go back to Game of Thrones. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. With Ramsey, it got to a point for me with Ramsey in which there was so much um, violence, really like terrible, terrible violence, gore, that I just would... Fa- I would have had to fast forward through Ramsey scene. It well, was too the, much. The problem
1: with Ramsey is that they kept trying to... This is a Game of Thrones bad. This guy's bad. It's got to a it's, point he's he's like, bad, I bad, know he's bad. bad. Exactly right. We don't need to... See, I don't need a scene, extended scene of him... Spoils for Game of Thrones again. Of him terrorizing a mother and a baby. And like, yeah, I know mm. he's going to kill them. I believe that at this stage. You've got me to that point. Mm-hmm. I don't... You don't need an extended three-minute scene that makes me feel gross about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That got ridiculous in it my did. mind. Like yeah. that, that Ramsey was...
2: That became grotesque and like really
1: distasteful, I and, found. And unlike other villains in that show, like Joffrey, Joffrey is at least fun because he was, as much as he was an awful person, he was fun to watch. Ramsey was never fun. He just mm. got worse and well, grosser Well, that's and the more. thing is
2: like with, I think, Joffrey, he would be like, he, d- he didn't know what he was going to do. He Sometimes he would like Beat whoever, sure. Kill whoever, and sometimes he would just terrify the shit out of you and then walk away. Yeah, Ramsay was always going to like mutilate this person or kill this person or just—he was always whatever a the worst option was. With- it was always going to be the case for yeah. Ramsay.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I, that's a that's a definite problem the Game of Thrones had. I can see if that's the problem is you think is just excessive. It did, we didn't need to see it to get the same response. That's fair. I guess the thing is, I guess for me. I mean it comes down to the preference of the viewer or whatever. Mm. I didn't think it was too much and importantly I think it's backed up by the way they handle it overall. There are several episodes dedicated to this what's happening with Pennsylvania in the past, mm-hmm. in the future, now with Boo discussing this problem, what it is exactly that's going on and they don't it's not just glanced over or anything like that. Like there's no, so there's no. so much energy put into it that mm-hmm. I think it helps to justify what was there, I guess. Mm. But I like I can't argue with your preference to yeah. not say it, to wish it was done in a less mm. graphic I way. I think
2: because they do, and I think it's great that they do this, they do give it so much time and they do mm. discuss it so much. I think you can discuss the weight of that situation, what happened, um, the repercussions on Penzataki and her perpetrator... Without having to see it, because you do have that time.
1: Can I can I make you can an argument, delve into it? Can I make an argument for why they might have? This is a devil's advocate a little bit here. Okay. Not necessarily saying this is justifying it or anything mm-hmm. like that, but more talking about why someone might 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 make that choice, particularly the way that she was raped, mm-hmm. in that it was, for lack of a better word, kind of mundane. It was the type of common. hmm sort of sexual abuse that I think happens a lot and mm-hmm. maybe unfortunately gets pushed away as being not really rape or incidental or all those sorts of things. Mm. There could be arguments made that she was, you know, th- I'm not saying these are real arguments, by the yeah. way, but people who who want to r- run this line might say this, that she was leading him on, that she allowed it to happen, that she'd had, because she'd had this, especially in the past one, she'd had an arrangement where she'd had sex with him with consent for... Mm soft drink or whatever it was mountain dew and then mm. so i think showing it explicitly and saying this is rape
3: mhm
1: showing it plainly makes that make sure that you can't avoid that there's no there's no wishy-washiness there you can't yeah. go oh but maybe because you can see it do you know yeah. what i mean
2: i do know what you mean and i that yeah i i totally get the argument there but i also think You, there's a situation where you're using this topic as like maybe a teaching moment, but might also be sacrificing viewers who might be victims of sexual assault to be re-traumatized just to teach other people, which I think is an issue.
1: Cool. So, if this had, say, what if this episode had like a trigger warning ahead of it or something like that, or a way to avoid this stuff if you knew it was going to be something that was going to... Or traumatise mm. you or bring back something up. Because this is an interesting discussion. I've mm. not seen this show yet. Have you seen 13 Reasons Why?
2: No, I don't have any desire to watch it.
1: Do you Do you know what yeah. the discussion around it is? Yeah. From what I understand, there is a very graphic suicide in this show.
2: Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, that's not my issue for not watching. Mine's more of like a glorification of suicide. Well, that, this, it, this oh, is
1: the yeah. question, yeah, right? Yeah. Is about, I think, some people suggesting it's a show that needs a trigger warning. Or maybe it does. Or maybe even though it does, that's not enough. And that the mm-hmm. way it's depicted does glorify suicide while others are arguing. There are people on both sides of this argument who have similar experience that are saying that's good and saying that's bad. At such a, obviously, a mm. touchy... Um,
2: yeah, I think, like, one of the big problems with that is that it is a show, I guess, kind of skewed towards teenagers and it is yeah. such a complex issue that I think, particularly with, you know, recent years past where, like, suicide, what do what they call it? It had, like, a knock-on effect in which there was, like, Mass, not mass suicides. And like they were all they're doing, like it. copycat yeah. suicides. Yeah, copycat suicides were happening, and I, yeah, I think glorifying suicide in any way to a teen audience can be really dangerous because at that time you, 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 a lot of the time are not thinking clearly. Um, your skill, like your skill at rationalizing things, they're not fully developed, and it's such a complex issue.
1: Yeah, the th- thing yeah. is, neither of us have seen. This stuff, the they? This and, is, yeah. and what's interesting is that I've, again, seen both sides of that argument mm. from people who have had, you know, yeah. come have either attempted or have been touched by suicide who have completely different views on whether it yeah, does well, or doesn't glorify it. Yeah. And so it becomes so personal and mm. so subjective mm. as to whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, mm. this is something that should be talked about, but maybe this is the wrong way or maybe it was the right way for some people, but the wrong way for others. It's like... It's so hard to find that correct balance. Yeah. And mm.
2: And I think like that balance is something that we will continue to discuss in future seasons. Oh, yeah, there was actually <laughs> There's actually a quote I have um, from an article on a site called After Allen. The article's called Why I'm Not Watching Season 4 of Orange Is the New Black. Do not read this article if you haven't watched all of Orange is the New Black because it has serious spoilers for season four. So don't read it if you haven't already watched the show. Uh, and the article is written by Lindsay King Miller. And the quote is it's going back to the the point I brought up earlier and the quote is, Jessica Jones explores the long-term effects of PTSD abuse and rape without including graphic sexual violence, something else Orange indulges in too frequently it's possible to use media to tackle pressing current events and political issues but any attempt to do so must prioritise the safety and well-being of those in danger over the opportunity to shock the complacently privileged yeah, in, in this quote it says um any attempt to do so must prioritise the safety. I mean, I don't think a show must do anything. um, But I I just think it's... As a writer and obviously, you know, Orange is the New Black prides itself on tackling some really big issues. I I think it's something to really think about. how, How you are going to portray these things. Who is it going to affect and... Who is it going to affect negatively and who is it going to affect positively and, like, weighing those things up? Would a trigger warning... Suffice? I, I don't know. I mean... Because
1: it's interesting what you were saying about intended audience. Like mm. uh, 13 Reasons Why, I yeah. don't know enough about to say, but it sounds like it's it's probably meant for a teenage audience or mm. or directed towards it to some degree. Jessica Jones, one way or another, it's a superhero show, so it's going to get a younger audience. Mm. Orange is the New Black, not necessarily. Orange is the New Black yes. is... I think it could be watched by a younger audience, but maybe isn't targeted a younger Mm -hmm. audience the same way. It's going to be a more adult show to begin with.
2: Totally. But I also think Orange is the New Black, I mean, I haven't looked at the actual stats of this, but I would assume it would be a predominantly female. Oh, for sure. Perhaps um, a lot of queer women are watching it, Who are um, women of colour are watching it, and the amount of in those, what are those? Venn Venn diagrams, Vendograms, sure, where they cross a, over. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of those people would have been victims of sexual violence. Sure, yeah. Um, so while it is aimed at an adult audience, I feel like that audience probably already know what rape is. Yes. Sure, there's obviously going to be some people who like might be a little confused. Maybe I don't know. But
1: does it also offer an opportunity? Again, playing devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. I am the wrong person. I've this all the time. <laughs> White male privilege assailing like Australia. Patriarchy. I don't have a fucking clue. I'm the wrong person. <laughs> but is there an argument, theoretically, that shows that get to tackle this stuff and talk about it, mm-hmm. while yes, there are people who be watching it who it's going to be very hit very hard home for mm. them, it might also give them a chance to say, hey, discuss this.
2: See representation. See representation,
1: allow them a place to like direct people and say, this is what happened to me or something very similar. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they'd have to be obviously willing to talk about that anyway, but it gives them a touchstone to allow other Mm -hmm. people, which is going to help shine light on some, like you said, huge issues. Yeah. But there's a reason this show is going there. It's a show about women in prison. Yeah. Like,
2: I mean, I think the subject matter is not the issue to me, really. It's more of the way it is shown, I think is what was... I mean, it was obviously always going to be a really hard-hitting episode if that was the road they were going to go down. Um, But yeah, the actual, yeah, having to watch that was quite hard.
1: Maybe it could have been done more artfully than it was. Okay. Do you think we've discussed that issue? Do we need to move so. on to that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think that's pretty. It's well amazing
1: done. when Liam and I are talking about uh, please like me and stuff like mm. that. It's all very surface level. <laughs> we're we're arguing about whether it's dark enough outside of, <laughs> of a scene. It's uh, depending on what time of day mm. it is, and st- straight away you and I are back together. It's like, oh yeah, let's yeah. just
2: social uh, issues, just, man. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: So let's go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. We were talking about we started talking a little bit about how Piper was not the protagonist of this season. Yeah. Let's just talk about Piper and her storyline mm. this season. Alex is back, come back in. She is
2: back. She yes. got
1: thrown back in Quite the slammer. Quite upset about that situation. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. In a couple of episodes, within a couple of episodes, we get the the chickens come home to roost with uh, Piper lying to Red about the how her business was doing. Business Surprise. doing. Surprise! Oh, who saw that coming? <laughs> and Alex finds. or well, she tells Alex that yeah. she dobbed her in. Um and God, then it's
2: such a toxic relationship. Then I they just, I just start watch having them, hate like, sex, oh, and then God. they
1: love each other again. They stop having hate sex, and then they start a business. And then Piper starts falling.
2: Piper gets bored because she's Piper. Yeah,
1: gets bored and falls in love with that new character played by Stella. Ruby Rose, Stella, <laughs> the most
2: memorable character I think we've ever seen. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now I am aware that people dislike this. Character Stella a lot and Ruby Rose's performance especially. Mm. Um, I, it, uh, I listen. I didn't think it was. I don't think it was horrendous. I think the character is really stale and boring and two dimensional. Mm. There's nothing to her. Um, I, you enjoyed her performance. I didn't. I, I'm just not. I guess I was expecting something horrific. I, like we'll I will. About. I will
2: say that the second time watching it. I was less harsh on Ruby Rose, I the don't actress. I think it's so and, much her boss. Uh, Yeah, and more harsh on the writers. And that like what's is what is this? Think it is. Yeah. yeah I mean, there are simple lines <laughs> Sorry, I'm just gonna grab the Yeah. There were simple lines where I was like, How could you not make that line work? Which was it was in episode thirteen. And she's like, I'm gonna make this up to you, I promise. Yeah, yeah. And let me just I read that off my computer and I said it exactly how sure. she said it. Yeah, I am <laughs> I, yeah, it's definitely the writer's fault. But I think with a character like Stella who is purely there for, I guess, a plot device, a bit of yeah. eye candy. Yeah. We, ha- we had that earlier with V last season. Mm-hmm. However, with that character, one, we had a bit of emotional connection with Tasty and Suzanne, which helped. We gave her a backstory, which helped. But also we had a really accomplished actress. Who performance could, is se- great. Yeah, who could really sell that. Here we have a one-note character who only ever really interacts with Piper, and may I just say, they have no fucking chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Um, and from, like, an actress who doesn't have a lot of experience. It's yeah. just, it's a disaster. Like, it, she feels like she's from another show. Not only just, like, writing-wise, but visually. She does not fit in that prison. She is gorgeous. She has, like, electric, what are they shaver lines in her head. I'm like, w- is she doing that every day? Like, what's going on? Like, her haircut is pristine. She's wearing gorgeous makeup. She's
1: really good friends with Sophia, obviously.
2: <laughs> and But that's the thing. We look at Sophia and she looks after herself so much. But you can tell her lip gloss is made from, like, candy. Yeah, you can tell yeah. that. That is not what's happening with... Whoever's doing makeup for Ruby Rose. Maybe
1: she doesn't have makeup. Maybe that just is Ruby Rose. Maybe she's just that gorgeous.
2: Well, if so, miscast. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Because it's visually distracting for the show. Okay.
1: I'm definitely happy to argue it was miscast. I'm definitely happy to argue it was poorly written. I'm Mm. definitely happy to argue that Ruby Rose is not the greatest actor. I uh, I think a big part of it as well, and this happens a lot with Australian... Actors,
2: Australian
1: accent, especially when you're Australian, it's like they stick out like a sore thumb, and they don't belong. It's just like you Mm. do not belong here.
2: When she used the word drongo, I'm like, what?
1: And that's a widest performance. Ruby Rose didn't say, let's say drongo here.
2: However, if you, I think, if you had an accomplished actress using that, she could have said it so it was so over the top and an obvious joke that. No, they're making fun of her for being like Steve don't or what it is. And then she says Drongo. You could have made that work. It, terrible writing, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's, but yeah, listening to an Australian accent is hard. It
1: just stands out. You've had problems with the Russian accent that comes from Red. Like that one doesn't worry me so much because I'm not familiar enough with the Russian accent. I'm so familiar with the Australian accent. I'm just like, it's you It's jarring. Go back to the castle. Like, can, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's um actually in Big Little Lies, I've been watching. And I, my girlfriend said, like, oh, is Nicole Kidman just really bad at doing accents? I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure she plays an Australian woman who's lived in America for a long time. Right. Because she goes in and out. Yeah. That's that's pleasant for me to listen to. Because on the words she needs to, she, like, rounds off her R. But in a straight Australian accent, it's so hard. Just let's hard.
1: just compared... <laughs> so bloody hard. Ruby Rose, who's a DJ who got into acting, versus Nicole Kidman, no, one of I'm, the most accomplished Australian actresses no, of I- our generation. No,
2: I mean, as in... The choice to have, if you are playing an Australian who is in America, to soften that accent is probably a, like a nicer choice. And that's
1: not always the actor though. Sometimes, I swear to God, this mm. has to be a thing. Either that or when you, it just sticks out so much that it always sounds way off. Mm. Sometimes Australians, I think, get told to up it. Like, you yeah, will I hear an Australian true. actor yeah. do an Australian show and they, they sort of just do like... Your and our our accents. And then they go to America and they start going.
2: What's her name? Polly's husband or whatever? Poppy's. Yeah, he's over the top. G'day, mate. I'm Australian. We can all talk like that, but we don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, some people
1: do, but we don't.
2: In certain areas, yeah. And
1: most actors wouldn't. Most actors would have a much more. Very refined, exactly. Australian accent. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But they get told you're playing Australian, ham up the Australian accent. Mm. For instance, I have a friend of ours actually who mm-hmm. has been doing accent work for a while and has to had to work. She's an Australian, has had to work on her Australian accent.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think it's because I mean the Australian accent has evolved quite rapidly. I mean, you look at television from the seventies and the eighties and even the nineties. Look at Josh Thomas. Like, what is that? <laughs> you just watch a, um, <laughs> you just watch like a Home and Away or a Neighbours episode from the nineties that's a very different accent than, like, the way you and I speak. Yeah, And yeah, I think definitely. if international audiences are watching movies that were made in the 90s, the 80s and the 70s, you know, people who were casting or writing or whatever, that's their idea of how we speak. And obviously, Americans were obsessed with Steve Irwin and Gakaral Dundee and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, They've yeah. got this idea of how we speak. Um, yeah, and it's it's just not particularly accurate.
1: Um, so, we've established that we didn't love the Piper Alex stellar stuff this season. No, mm. But the beauty is that they were not the focus they so much, which, which was great. great. Yeah. In, so, if Piper's not our protagonist this season, who is? Oh, Something I did notice, by the way, just before I move away from that, it took 12 minutes to get to Piper in the first episode. 12 minutes Ooh, went by before Piper didn't showed even up. I notice. I thought that was there pretty cool. <laughs> um, I would argue the protagonist this season is Caputo. He mm, probably has yeah. the most, uh, the storyline that goes through most episodes and it, it's sort of the meatiest one I would mm-hmm. think which is interesting because as much as I think what's happening in the prison is really interesting it also is focusing on a male character from more predominantly mm-hmm. than a female character yeah. in a show about female prisoners how do you feel about how do you feel about that his storyline first and foremost and how do you feel about that
2: I I honestly hadn't thought about Caputo being the protagonist so that's quite interesting
1: we also had male flashbacks flashbacks for male characters for the first time ever mm-hmm. in Bennett And Healy and Caputo.
2: Yeah, great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, I, during Caputo's episode, I wrote, how many times do we have to watch this man fuck? Because I do not want to be watching this. Gross. Um, And I'm not trying to body shame, but like I get to look at boobies in this show. I enjoy watching that. I don't want to see man boobies and talking about his big cock. I really don't want to do it. And I know that's probably, what that's- is it, misandrist? I'm so sorry. Yeah. But we talk about cocks all the fucking time in like every goddamn show. This Just give is me this one this show. This is not the show. Anyway, um, that's. Yeah, half in jest, but not really. Uh, <laughs>
1: there's a, there's, as with all jokes, there is an element of truth yes, in that.
2: Absolutely. Man. Look, I I don't really care. I don't care about Caputo. Well, they do make him interesting, and I think the Ryers do a wonderful job, that's not why I'm watching this show. I don't care about him. I don't. I find Healy quite fascinating. But, sure. You know, I don't really care about him. I do not care about Bennett. I'm glad he's gone. Bennett
1: Bennett leaving is the best thing that ever happened to the show. Absolutely. Oh, I'm doing it close to
2: Liam. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I just yeah, like like it has interesting elements and the whole bureaucracy of how this prison runs and like the the prison system is interesting. I don't need his backstory. I really don't.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing is his back the 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 backstory in particular. I think could go. I think that I Mm. think. Huh. Caputo could easily be a female character, and I would I would prefer that. I think mm-hmm. generally, um, also female like uh, women in a corporate environment is probably going to be more interesting than a man in a corporate environment, anyway. Mm. Especially in a show where we're already talking about you know women who um, are disempowered, why not talk about that in the workplace a little Thing bit is too? We
2: had that character in Fig, yeah, and we didn't get to learn anything really, other than the fact she's got a gay husband.
1: Well, the main, the problem was they made Fig into a musta- mustache twirling villain, and mm. so she had to get pushed to the side. She's in here a little bit, but it's yeah, it, it
3: completely but, but The thing is,
2: backstories, which this show has proven, is that we can see layers. Even if you think someone is something else, yeah, you, true. they can prove that they're, they're not what you thought they were previously.
1: And the problem with Caputo's thing is it didn't really... Teach us a whole lot. It's it's a guy who's been screwed over a million times by trying to be the good guy, basically, mm-hmm. That's and then feels the story.
2: entitled to be thanked. He wants, for to, that. and he yeah. he
1: he is someone who is after the. Which you yeah, know, granted,
2: I think like that that is interesting in and of itself. I don't and know and
1: if we need a flashback to get there, though. No, I
2: don't think we did in either. Fact, I
1: don't think I came away thinking differently about his character mm. a whole lot. I think that was kind of obvious. Yeah. It's obvious in the way because I think I don't even know the actress's actor's name, but I think. I think everything... I like Caputo as a character. He does
2: a great job. It's a
1: really... He's a compelling character. He's in a compelling situation. He's
2: likeable, but he's also like so exasperated that you can understand why sometimes he makes like bad guy choices. Like it makes sense and he sells that. And and that's great. And it's so
1: much better than when it was Fig, right? Mm. And she was just like, oh, I'm just... She's
2: like, stop feeding them and they'll poop less. And I'll
1: put money into that car. Okay, great. Two-dimensional. Him, he's in a situation and we get... And I, I really do like that we get to look at the logistics of... A profit-based prison system. Privatization mm. of prison is fucking crazy. And yeah. the idea, like in this season, we're finding out, like they talk about a few things. American problems. One that violence is totally acceptable to show on, on TV and stuff like that. Mm. But sex is—you can't talk yeah. about sex at all, right? <laughs> um, I, the writers also, I think, we're putting a lot of their frustrations through Suzanne this episode. But we'll come Ooh, back to that yes. in a bit. Um, The healthcare system in America is completely fucked. As is the privatization of prisoners, Mm -hmm. right? All those things come out in this show, and seeing that in detail and what that looks like is fascinating. But I agree with you that Caputo did not need a flashback episode. It's
2: amazing how American politicians have somehow been able to sell this idea that, like, they like it's a good idea to hand over the welfare of your citizens, which are, you know, as the government, your responsibility. To private companies.
1: Oh, but these aren't people; they're prisoners. They deserve whatever they get, and most of them are black anyway. So who but gives ju- a it's shit? It's just like amazing
2: to me, like that the, the society the reason, is like, yeah, no, that's that makes sense.
1: It's s- mm, boy, Australians shouldn't be talking about American yeah, but politics, but it is. We
2: talk it, about this it every is why we episode. have, Donald Trump. <laughs> this
1: is why we have, Donald Trump. It is. Yeah. It's simple as that.
2: Did you see when he was with Malcolm Turnbull, our our prime minister? Yeah. And he was talking about how we have Praising great our healthcare health system.
1: You mean universal healthcare, which yeah. is not even what Obamacare is.
2: No, it's like yes. it's a million d- steps down the our road. Healthcare is—it's not the best, obviously, but it is better than yours because it's universal and everyone has access to and it. And every other developed you country don't in the Western
1: world has that as well, except for the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, insanity.
2: <laughs> we we talk about Trump every time, every <sighs> episode. It happens. You can't avoid that. That's He's true. A
1: Fucking orange turd that's always in your yeah. vision somewhere. Um. Beyond Caputo, there was anything else about Caputo's storyline? We'll just talk about it all. It goes to it ends an interesting place. Certainly, the season ending with um, all the regular, experienced guards um, mm. leaving. They're going strike mm. essentially, and yeah. they're getting in a bunch of um, new rookies, basically in. And there's, it looks like some of the Max prisoners or a bunch of prisoners are yeah, coming arriving. to... Yeah, arriving. ...are arriving as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's certainly an interesting way to end the season. Oh, yeah. To so like, ooh, what's going to happen? I think it gives it a little bit moment of momentum, which is great. Uh, the only thing I had to say, I think, about Caputo's storyline was that I was just happy to see Mike Bobiglia who I love. Who? Sorry? Mike Bobiglia He plays Danny. The, the new water. Oh,
1: right. Yep, yep, yep.
2: He's a good, fantastic comedian. Um,
1: yeah. Um, He's an interesting character. Mm. It's a, He's interesting how they go from you're the biggest fucking slime ball ever to, <laughs> oh, wait a second, maybe he's mm. just sort of, you know, stuck in an awkward situation yeah, here. It was
2: almost like it's hard to sympathize, a Healy probably. situation because yeah. I remember when I first watched Chile, I'm like, oh, nice guy. Oh, my God, he's a monster. And with Daniel, I was like, oh, he's just kind of like this kind of laid back kind of like nice nice nice-ish guy to oh you're actually really sleazy and manipulative to like oh actually you're you're super pathetic yeah yeah
1: yeah. um okay beyond that we had a lot of smaller stories and probably less connected than ever before again Mm. we're missing that v type character were there any stories in particular that you wanted to highlight or talk about that stood out for you i liked i gotta tell i just want to say i just Just This is almost a non sequitur. I just love Gloria.
2: I I don't know what it is. We all love Gloria. She's just
1: like the most like totally switched on.
2: (laughs) Good joke. Mm. High five me. Yes.
1: I don't know what it is about (laughs) her. I think she's just got it together in a lot of ways. Even when she doesn't have it together, she still has a front that she's got it together. I just enjoy Gloria being on screen. Yeah, I'm
2: trying to exactly articulate why I love Gloria so much. There's just
1: no bullshit about her. Yeah,
2: she's just straight up. She's also really protective and loving. Yeah, Yeah, she's just a badass mum. And I think like a lot of us would respond to that. Mm.
1: Did you like her storyline with Sophia this I found it really interesting. Yeah.
2: The way that they could show... Yeah, you kind of flip-flop to the point of like... Because like at the very beginning, they both do things that are very hurtful towards each other and sure. damaging of, like, yep. yeah, um, their relationship. And then for Gloria then to become complacent when things are starting to go bad for Sophia. And then to see her guilt about that, I, I, it was very... It was interesting to watch kind of both sides of that. And, like, Gloria was never a villain. Neither um, of them were. Yeah. And, they and, both and made nor, Exactly. And nor was Sophia. It was, yeah, interesting.
1: But, of course, the person who ends up suffering... Is going to be the transgender woman. Yes. Because that's ju- eventually, mm-hmm. yes, people are going to take sides. I mean,
2: I mean, if you otherness. have any like otherness that is so overt yeah. or um, it confronts people in a way, then you're going to be in a bad spot if you're stuck in a cage with you them. You end up being a target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that was, that was really fascinating and... It's going to be interesting to see where that goes next season as mm-hmm. well. Sort of ends with her in the shoe, I think. She's not yeah, out by the end of that Yeah, she's in
2: the shoe. Uh, and then, yeah, Gloria and sister, I can't remember her name, the nun, yeah. are having that conversation about how they didn't really do anything about that. And yeah. that's just kind of how it goes there. And obviously Caputo and Danny try to get her out. But yeah, kind of, Yeah. Hits against a brick wall on that one.
1: Um, beyond that, let's see what else we had. The Tasty and Pussay and so forth. Pussay's got storyline about her hooch being stolen by uh, a squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> uh, Tasty is the mum of the group now. Yeah, mum of C- Tasty. Cindy's decided she is Jewish. I actually Jewish. quite enjoyed that storyline and where that went. I really enjoyed it. That
2: <gasps> actually about that. S- storyline. Yeah. The Jewish woman that teaches Tasty, yeah. uh, Ginsburg, I think her name is, is played by Jamie Denbow, who is, it's a duo, my favourite podcast, my absolute favourite podcast, which is Ronna and Beverly.
1: Never heard of it.
2: She She's a comedian. She uh, is a comedy writer. She's an improv person, actor. Um, and it's these two ladies. They are... Improving as like fifty-year-old Jewish women from um, Boston, uh, and it's hilarious. And they just interview people, and it's the best podcast. Please listen to it, run okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's Check just my out. little tidbit about taste. Oh, not tasty. Cindy's little Jewish saga. Little saga, yeah. But I thought like went to loved a it. surprisingly
1: sweet place mm. um, when she starts talking about that she may have found her She's people. She's found
2: her people. Like it started off like very funny. Yeah. everyone wanting kosher meals, and that's cool
1: that it could turn into that. Like yeah. I did not; they completely blindsided mm-hmm. me. That was and obviously, movie.
2: like you know, quoting like or like talking about like Woody Allen films and like Barbara Streisand yeah, yeah. and all that stuff, which is you know cultr- culturally Jewish, um, and that's like Cindy's only understanding of it. And then as she delves in, and she. Understand, understands the spiritual side of that. It's just, yeah, it's quite, it's really lovely. Mm-hmm. It's really lovely.
1: Were there any other, I'm trying to think of that group, did they have any other major storylines? I mean, Suzanne was sort of started getting over V and then there's a great moment between Tasty mm. and Suzanne where they both sort of come to terms with her being dead. I'm
2: glad they dealt with it. Oh,
1: I thought that was awesome they yeah. were to do that. They didn't just brush aside and go, mm-hmm. Tasty is cool with the fact that her essential, essentially her mum is dead. Yeah. Um, they handled that just enough, I think. It did not yeah. drag out through the entire season. No. Last two to three episodes, they have their moment and yeah. then we can it's move on. Because it obviously,
2: they're in a situation where you can't really dwell on that kind of thing. So, of course, no. you would just move on. But in a moment of vulnerability and also frustration with Suzanne that Tasty is able to actually come to that point. It's like, oh, I do feel something about that and it's important to feel it and let go Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Yeah, it was great.
1: Um, And then Suzanne has been writing the Rod Cocker like... <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, no, it's amazing like fiction.
2: fiction oh yeah it's not really fan fiction is it? it's just fiction yeah
1: that's yeah. really <laughs> fascinating it's a writer's opportunity to just talk about writing and like yeah. people's like interpretation really of your season. writing and mm-hmm. what happens when you get a fan base when they start having ideas or yeah. trying to talk to you as a creator about what you're your writing and what they want and yeah. your price oh man that was just that was just fun to watch as someone who Cares like who is a writer or mm-hmm. writes a little bit, especially for you. I imagine.
2: Yeah, no, I I really enjoy that, and I also just really like hearing about the inside of Suzanne's mind. Oh yeah, I yeah, yeah. just the way that someone who is like never experienced sex—that was a revelation. Yeah. Um, and she obviously functions in like a childlike way yeah. in her like interpretation of that, but it's also like highly erotic, and people respond to it. Uh. Yeah, and obviously it led her to find a bit of a love interest. Yeah. Which is very sweet. What's that character's name? I have no idea. Neither do I. (laughs) I cannot remember. Cute white chick. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's her race got to do with
2: it?
1: she's not. Racist. Sure, okay. (laughs) Um, What else do we have here this season? Red sort of gets back into the kitchen. Oh, she's got that ongoing thing with Healy. (sighs) Could have done without that. Unnecessary. Unnecessary.
2: I do not want to see them flirting. I don't want to see, like, gazes between them. Ugh. Uh, ugh, 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 yuck.
1: Do you have ugh. any sort of extra sympathy towards Healy now, knowing he had a fucked up childhood, essentially, with a mother who was, like, not present? She, looked, she was obviously mentally ill and a bunch of other, apparently other traumatizing experiences like being vomited on by jesus <laughs>
2: that was i remember when that scene started i was like that was really i was like funny. this is a really bad scene this is really lame and then <laughs> the jesus vomits on him and then falls on him and he's like uh, you smell and I, was like, and I was like i was like that the end of that scene was hilarious yeah no, no that, I but thought that was i thought really it good. was going to be really bad and sappy i'm like oh no and then the end of it was just fantastic if like you thought Jesus had come to you, and it turned out to be like a homeless man that vomits on you. It's that's very good. Um, do I feel more sympathy for Healy? I felt sympathy for Healy as a child. Yeah. I do not feel sympathy for Healy as a grown man. No. Mm. Yeah, who is like who has power and who is an adult and can make his own decisions? No, I don't feel extra sympathy for Healy. No.
1: Even though he is obviously been affected by his relationship with his mom is so complex and I mean I, I don't know. Yeah, we, we've of seen course. glimpses. I mean
2: he what what is it? He's you know, he's obviously an educated man. He has a degree in like social services or whatever, like <laughs> degree
1: he, in counselling, whatever. I have a degree in psychology.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um right. he's obviously like you know, has at least studied somewhat in that field. Yeah. He should have some emotional intelligence. He is dealing with women on a daily basis. Uh, his, yeah, overt misogyny and homophobia and racism. It's it's not particularly. I can't really feel sympathy for it. I mean, I can't argue
1: with any of that. He's <laughs> all of those things. And I mean, I see what no they're trying it.
2: to do, and I feel bad for obviously a child that went through that, but when I see like this grown man acting like like a petulant child, I'm just like, fuck off. Yeah. Well, what what did you feel No, about I, that?
1: I'm going to say it's really hard. I, I'm, I, again, I was playing Devil, Devil's Advocate a bit there. It's, You're very good at that. As interesting as it is, I don't really... I, like, Healy is still just awful mm. on so many levels. And that's why it's hard to see him with Red. Yeah. And the show I'm tries like, to make that happen. I'm just yeah. like, no, don't. I'm
2: more interested in Healy's dynamic with his wife than I am Healy's... I mean, I'm not in love with it, but I think we can...
1: She's not enough of a character.
2: No, no, I agree. But I think we can see layers of Healy through that. I don't need a flashback of Healy to do that. It's the same thing with I, Caputo. Like, we can see layers of him in interactions with others in the present. We don't need a whole episode of flashbacks Well, of him. there
1: wasn't, and maybe, the, I don't know if there's one coming, there was never in a whole episode of flashbacks with Healy. He had one yeah, in the yeah, first no. episode and one in the last episode. Yeah.
2: The one where, like, we had flashbacks of everyone. There were mixed yeah. episodes. That's
1: yeah. right. Um, they were very tiny moments. And I kind of liked them in that, those doses. I could have taken Caputo's stuff that way as well. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: How are you feeling about the flashbacks? Are they still working for you? Do you think I they affect the I honestly think these were the... my
1: favorites right. this so far. Mm. I'm just looking through. I wanted to go there next. I'm just looking at what we've got. First episode was a mixed bag of mm-hmm. just a bunch of people and their mums, basically. Mm. Episode two was Bennett. Ugh, did not need his flashbacks, but no. happy to see him get the fuck out of the show. Get after out! Yeah. So that was fine. Episode three was Nikki, which was well needed. I think her previous episode in season one did not go far enough
2: no i mean it was like like a five minute scene or something yeah of
1: her in the hospital, the hospital with her mom. yeah and this, it was like at the
2: beginning by the end of the episode you'd forgotten about it yeah
1: exactly this was much better we really got to see into the struggles of her addiction and what that mm-hmm. meant and how mm-hmm. that got her into a situation where she ended up in prison yeah. and her ongoing problems with that inside the prison sucks that she left though yeah i'm really really sad that she went and, I mean, honestly, her replacement ended up being Stella, which was not anywhere near <laughs> a good replacement.
2: Yeah, it's unfortunate that they removed one of, like, a, you know, a fan favourite, someone who was very funny and Could she not have and- played that character? Could she have not? Could Nikki
1: have not been that character of Stella? Did it have to be someone that we'd never met before? She already, mm. she's also gay. She's also... Mm-hmm. Has flirted with Piper for a long time. That's She's true. had stuff with Alex. Yeah, why that's... could Nikki not fulfill that role and it be someone that we give a shit about?
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: She's somewhat enterprising already. She could easily, you know, why not? Was that's why I'm wondering? Was she leaving for a different reason? Was she? Pushed that would have been show?
2: more heartbreaking, actually, because. Alex and Nikki have a friendship. Yes. Yeah. It
1: would have been interesting, right? Mm-hmm. It might have been a little bit like Dawson's Creek, but it would have been. <laughs> it would have been.
2: I mean, lesbians I are known for being like incestuous amongst friendship groups, so I feel like it fits.
1: You said it, not me.
2: No, it's like it I'm not going to get any flack for that. Like it's a oh, known okay. fact. <laughs> sure. I feel very comfortable saying that. Um. The
1: yeah. Is there? Do we know anything? Did she leave the show for a different reason? Why was she forced out?
2: I'm not aware of any other reason. That sucks. Yeah. Sucks so much. I mean, there may be, but I didn't do any research into it. But I feel like, because as the show has come out in the past, I've obviously been like up to date with like all the, the news around it. And But I don't remember reading anything about a reason for her
1: leaving. No. Um, next up was Boo. Fucking loved that episode. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Such amazing. Mm-hmm. Like those flashbacks were incredible. Yeah. Um,
2: that young actress... Amazing. Uh, oh. In general. Clap, clap for you. So good.
1: In general, the casting on this show is amazing. Yes. The younger, younger versions mm-hmm. of every single character basically is impeccable. And I was trying to figure out why it is. Mm. Why is it that I feel like this show is so good at casting actually really awesome people that look and feel like they're adult counterparts? I have a theory. Yeah. It might be... It might not be true. It might be a little oversimplified, even a little bit shallow. Mm. I have a theory that the reason they're so good at casting them- Oh, I think
2: I might know what you're going to say, yeah.
1: Is that there is possibly a glutton of excellent female actresses who are not getting options. And so, there's just this huge array of theoretically cheap because they don't have profiles, they don't have money attached to their name. They can just go, there's just so many. They're going to find people who are going to fit those roles Mm. and can just slot them in.
2: I mean, yeah, I think Orange is New Black is great at obviously like casting a wide net to find whoever they might need. And I also think it's helpful that a lot of these actresses are so distinct looking. That's true too. They have really interesting looks. And so, they are like in like a movie where... I know you've got... Yeah. Well, actually, this kind of points to how I feel about young Piper, which I don't think is... Oh, a, she's probably yeah. one of the worst. Yeah. Because I think if you have like a say generic blonde white woman and you cast her younger self, it's kind of like, you know, it's just like a generic white, whatever. Sure. If you like cast someone who's really interesting looking and you find someone that looks like them, you're like, oh my God, like it really stands they out. They also
1: have to be able to act though oh, as well. Oh, of course.
2: And they like, and they nail it in this show.
1: So is that, is that again though, a lot of those people who, you know, look distinct but theoretically mm-mm, maybe more have a different ethnicity or they're not a white, blonde girl, right? Which mm. so many shows have. Yeah. Is it just a bunch of these people who want to be actors who an opportunity comes up for someone that looks like them to be in a show, they all throw their hat in the ring and they go, oh, right, you're the exact one that we yeah. want. There's just, not only are they cast a wide net, they're casting it into like... a. Rich fishery yeah. area, like it's just full of fish to mm-hmm. catch for. Oh,
2: and people who are clearly there for like to do the work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they're not there to be the bombshell necessarily. They're not there
1: because of their looks. They're there because they're damn good at what yeah, they exactly. do. They have the craft. Yeah. Was yeah. there anything about the boo episode in particular we wanted to talk about? Just, I just yes, yeah, absolutely. Please, please do. You go ahead. Uh,
2: butch representation. Yeah. Incredible to see. Yeah. Um, to see a butch woman. Fuck another woman with a strap on. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And the whole, po- I guess, politics maybe, not the right word, but the, the, the politics. Politics, beh- I think, is Behind right. um, the Butch identity and how that is both seen in the straight world and like the queer community. And, totally. And how that can be really alienating, particularly now. Obviously, not so much like in the past, but these days it's kind of. Unfortunately, I think, seen as a sort of, it's retro, it's behind the times, it's regressive to be so, or conform to gender stereotypes, sure, yeah. I think. I mean, people obviously embrace, you know, being genderqueer or androgynous. Um, but yeah, falling into like the binary of like masculine and feminine so hard sometimes is seen um, in a negative way in the queer community and then obviously you're not going to get acceptance in the heterosexual community either. So, like, yeah, it's kind of like it's, it's sad but it's almost like a dying breed these days it's like to, to see a strong butch woman who is a butch woman. Like, not a trans person, not a genderqueer person, but identifies as butch. Yeah. It's really interesting and not something we see often at all.
1: It was interesting timing for me. I'd just come away, I think you saw this show too, Hannah Gadsby's Nanette stand-up show. Hannah Gadsby, who's an actress in Please Like Me, actually. Mm. I who, didn't see it, actually. Oh, you didn't see it? No. Um, it was a show, she won basically the biggest prize you can at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Um, the Barry, I think is what the award's called. Mm-hmm. And it was a show called Nanette. It was basically a show. Everyone was talking about Everyone yeah. was talking mm. about And she's basically quitting comedy. Um, quitting stand-up at least. But mm. quitting comedy is what she's talking about. And one of the reasons she was talking about it is because of the way... I mean, it was a really incredible show to see. Just so moving and so honest. And... a l- one of the things she was talking about with comedy is just the way she had to be so self-deprecating and she just sort of became a part of the problem and that's why she doesn't want to be in comedy anymore. She wants to talk about these things honestly, openly and she did and it reminded me a lot of the boo stuff because mm. Hannah, I think, uh, I think also identifies at least a little bit or, or quite a lot as being that sort of butch mm-hmm. woman as well. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, the sort of woman she talks about in the show who gets confused as being a man and people apologise when they say sir and then realise she's actually a lady mm. and all those sorts of things. Um and it was just like seeing that only a week before or two weeks before I saw this episode. It was just like gave you yeah, a bit of
2: context.
3: Yeah, it just, be, it's just it's
1: just I. That's the second time I've seen that perspective. It reaffirms mm. all that again, and it is such an interesting discussion that I've never wholly thought about mm. in such detail. It was it was and it was just it was just as good. I'm really glad that that's in this season because it's mm. yeah. I I'm, know, there was so much to talk about.
2: As, like, I obviously am a gay lady, but I, I guess you'd say I would pass. Like, no one has ever guessed that I am gay. I am quite feminine. um, And so, the butch perspective is not something yeah. I've ever really had to think about, obviously. And I, I'm not part of a larger queer community, as in, like, I don't have a large group of queer females that I'm friends with. I have quite a few, like, gay male friends, but... Other queer women, not so much. So, even the struggles that a more masculine identifying woman would go through, I have no experience yeah. of that. Uh, the only time I really remember like seeing a conversation about that was in like the, the L word years and years ago. And is not a show th- that you even like that much, really. No, no. I mean, it's it's a terrible show, <laughs> but you know, it's just a bit of fun, um, but the conversation, now that I think about, it, it was actually really offensive. I I think, um, in which there is a character who is first introduced as a butch lesbian, a butch woman, um, then comes out as a trans man. Okay. And one of the other characters is having a conversation about how the butch community is dwindling because all of those seemingly butch women are now transitioning into men, and so the butch identi- identity is no longer celebrated um, because all of those women are turning into men, pretty right.
1: much. Um, so, rather than in a situation, theoretically, this is what mm, it's proposing here, is a situation where they had to become manly because they couldn't be a man. They're now just becoming men. Now they're now just becoming men.
2: Right. Yeah. Which is obviously absurd. You're either a... Trans man, or you're not. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're not like a butch woman who's like, eh, actually, I might uh, I might just transition because yeah, you know that that seems to be the thing to do. So obviously, it's an well, absurd. and
1: Boo is a stark contrast to that idea. Absolutely, like yeah. she
2: firmly identifies as a woman. Absolutely. Um, she's just a butch woman, which I think yeah is lovely to say. Definitely. It was, yeah,
1: and I just enjoy Boo as a character. She's just, just fun. <laughs> yeah, always fun. Yeah, I mean, good.
2: I mean, Great last baby. season I remember reading like a bit of flack about you know her misogyny or whatever. I don't know. I, I find her funny. I really I do. Like, do. I Yeah, I I don't have an issue with Boo as a character. And I love her affection and her protectiveness over Panzertaki. Yeah. I think it's a great dynamic. I think that
1: pairing is genius. Yes. I think there was some... Like, Gloria and Sophia's pairing, their little storyline was great. That's what I think I liked this season. was like, rather than having to introduce, like, V to fuck things up, mm. we just got people into a position where... Um, they people that had been paired up before got paired up mm-hmm. and had a storyline,
2: yeah, mixing that dynamics, Gloria, keeping it and fresh. Sophia, yeah.
1: And yeah, Boo and Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. it was great. Yes. I thought that was really yep. good. Um, and
2: yeah, that's the- something I hope they continue to do as the seasons go on is that we can see more of these like pairings and like people coming from like totally different places and like. Converging and like finding connection or conflict or whatever it might be, which was the promise of yeah putting in Piper into this experience. Yeah, we obviously know we've seen that kind of story before. Where like a privileged white person comes into like an underprivileged, usually people of color surrounding. Yeah, we've seen that before. What's interesting is watching like the microcosms. Is that the one like within that and how they relate to each other? That's way more fascinating.
1: Definitely, and that's why I was happy to see Piper pushed out of the limelight this season. Mm-hmm. The next episode was Gonzalez, um, the the sort of the goth. Uh, oh yes, um, mm-hmm. Flaka. Flaka, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting enough, I guess. Just talking about like her problem as someone who's not con- conventionally smart. I guess she wasn't academically inclined. Yeah,
2: and she you know has aspirations and she wants to get out of the situation she's in, which is oftentimes the The situation of these, the the backstories that we're seeing. It's usually that kind of um, story. I mean, I really like that actress. I really like the character. I love the chemistry that her and...
1: What's the other one, the, ma- yeah, ma- ma- the other young Mar-
2: Maritza, 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 possibly. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Um, their dynamic, I really enjoyed, but yeah, it wasn't like a it did blow me away. It was just a fine episode. Yeah, one of
1: the most bullshit reasons I've ever seen someone being arrested too. You sold stickers to people and told them they were drugs. Yeah, uh, you're going to jail now because this guy thought he was on drugs and committed suicide. What the yeah. hell?
2: Yeah, because uh, next- obviously they like do a toxicology or whatever. They knew um, that
1: they knew that they didn't have. They say they knew he didn't have drugs in his system. The point uh, was he thought he, he was, is what right, they were saying. And yeah. she was for fraud and something else. And I was like, oh my god, that's just silly.
2: Yeah, there's a bit of a like. I'm saying it, didn't, it couldn't have happened. It's just yeah, crazy. A commentary about this show is that like so many of the women, I, are done in in a way that like they're not really guilty. Or yeah, they're not like as guilty as like as, like, you know, you would expect a prisoner to be. And that was, like, just a jarring example of that. Like, well, she only sold paper, so she's not, like, really a bad guy. It's just kind of like, can't we have someone who's just, like, straight up beating people up for money or whatever?
1: Well, we had V. She was <laughs> killing people.
2: Yeah, we had one sociopath. Good. Yeah,
1: but this is why, I mean, you got to remember, they're in a minimum security prison. They can't be too violent. They're, people do kill people in this. Um, mm. Chang killed people. <laughs> yep. Uh, Norma. Killed a person, like yep. people were killed. And they're our next two, Chang's backstory. Chang, a character who really has never been a focus of a single, single episode, no. has a fantastic episode. <laughs>
2: it's so good. Love. I love watching how she exists in the yes. prison. Yes. It's so good. It's such totally a good idea. Totally invisible, it's yeah. such a good idea. to Yeah, completely invisible, which allows her to have quite a comfortable life yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And while she, you know, doesn't the have way connection the was
1: going to do prison. Yes. Was like oh, I'll just get through it. It'll be eighteen yeah. months. Just keep my I'll head read. down. I'll, I'll read. Catch up on my I'll reading. work out. I'll be I'll have get like,
2: abs. <laughs> yeah.
1: And Chang is just doing it for real. Yeah,
2: she's she's not wasting her time. <laughs> no. Yeah, she's going out getting oranges, watching her shows, watching her shows. I love that. How she she's keep that
1: charged? I have no idea that phone. But anyway.
2: Well, there's phones all throughout. That's that That's true. Place. There are phones everywhere and charges apparently crawling so. with <laughs> phones.
1: Um, and then we, I just, I quite enjoyed that. Her backstory was quite interesting too. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had Norma's episode. Um, so she has a stutter, we find out, is yes. the reason that Norma doesn't talk. Yep. And that sort of started, and this the Norma thing is a whole other storyline inside the show where mm. there's this like cult around Norma, which is interesting because Norma was um, part of a cult herself.
2: Yes, she was.
1: Do, how do we feel about just that storyline? Not necessarily the Norma episode, but the ongoing Norma right. uh, cult stuff. Like hmm. there was this introduction over the last couple of seasons of like these magic healers inside. Gloria does like yes. magic healing and stuff like that. And then Norma mm. started doing it. I do it.
2: like the bit when um, Norma's, you know, doing it a lot and Gloria just comes in. She's like, this is not your culture. Yeah. This stops <laughs> now. I'm like, yeah, good. I'm glad they mm. got rid of that because that was kind of strange. She's like appropriating. Yeah. And, um. I, there are, Aspects of that storyline that I like. I like sure. that we get to know more about Soso. I like that we get to know more about Leanne. I like seeing uh, Poussey looking for something yeah, um, to hold on to. But it, I don't know. I didn't really care too much about it. I didn't find it particularly funny. Uh, yeah, I, mm, I kind of... I, I like th- that
1: Norma got a storyline away from Red. She just got to be her own yeah. self for a yeah, while. That was good too, but... But I agree with you. It's like and I didn't
2: it drags like her episode, on. And I
1: like just, yeah, yeah.
2: The bit where like the guy's yelling at her and she he, she pushes him off the cliff. I'm like, oh, I just, I just. It was I pretty silly. Yeah, I didn't like the episode. Yeah.
1: Next one was Alex. We got more Alex. Alex, sort of the. We got to see more of the oh, dark side of yeah, her business. I've got something to say about that episode. Please do.
2: <clears throat> Dear TV shows. Well, this sounds when very serious. You are in a foreign location. You do not have to have a backdrop with the most iconic building in that city. I don't need to see the Eiffel Tower every time an American is in France. <laughs> Thanks. Like, it's just, it It totally pulls me out of it. Whenever I'm like, they're sure. outside of a club. I was like, oh, lucky the Eiffel Tower is in the background. Otherwise, I would have a no idea where <laughs> we are. It's like, geez, can't you just have people around them speaking French? Like... Or maybe like French writing on the wall somewhere. I yeah. don't need to see like the Eiffel Tower if they're in London, the big, like, big band. Like, it's, just, oh, I hate that. I hate it.
1: I think uh, anything outside the prison, often the set dressings aren't great.
2: <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> like they're not.
1: Anytime they're in the van, it looks atrocious. Mm. They're yeah, in true. France, it's not great. It, they get that wrong a lot, I think. That's true. I don't know if that's a budget problem or what it is, but it's often not quite I there. I choose to ignore it problem. more than anything because yeah. it's not, it's not the crux of the show, thank goodness. Yeah. Um yeah, Alex is it. We got more Alex. Mm-hmm. Cool. We've seen plenty of her. Leanne, um, we got I can't does she have another name inside the prison? I can't remember. The I don't
2: l- think so. I think it's just Leanne. It's just Leanne.
1: Yeah. Uh she is Amish. Apparently, yeah. Cool. Um <laughs> We got uh a Panzataki episode, we've already talked at length about yes. that. Don't do that anymore. Then we got the Caputo episode, talked about that. And mm-hmm. then we got an Alita episode. Um, which is, so we can talk, talk about Daya now probably, the storyline mm-hmm. with her and her mum and mm. the baby. That's
2: another storyline I really didn't care about nah, at all. I, I, mean,
1: I was over it. I, I don't was like,
2: yeah, give your baby away. <sighs> yeah. Bye.
1: I don't care enough about Daya because Daya and Bennett were never good. Yeah. I, she's made so many poor choices along the mm-hmm. way. I don't, even this episode, even though we got a little bit of a leader, Lydia, Lydia, uh, Alita? Alita's I mean. storyline and sort of her mom and seeing how much, even though she's a bad mom, mm. her children mean to her is was interesting. Yeah, didn't make me like her anymore no, or care no. about she's her. She's
2: certainly not a likable character. I did enjoy um when Dyer's in labor and not Flucker. So I'm Moritza, I'm sorry if I that's not her name, mm. but I think that's right. Um, she just goes. Oh, I can't wait for you not to be pregnant anymore, and I was like, "Yes, thank you." <laughs> All of us are thinking that. Please stop being pregnant. Please get rid of this storyline because it's awful.
1: Remind me where we ended up. Did she give the baby away in the end, or no? Is she she kept it. it. Oh,
2: God. Because her mum told um, Stash's mum that the baby died, that's, and then she organised right. for like the family to come pick him up, and then the baby was taken away in a raid.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. See how much I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then we had a final one was mixed again. So the thing I guess I just wanted to point out about that, I think we've gone through most of the main storylines inside the prison now as well, unless you can think of anything big that we're missing. Um, I l- really liked um, the... I didn't like Bennett so much. I love the, the Nikki stuff. I love the Boo stuff. I Gonzalez's stuff was fine. I love the Chang stuff. I, li- I like the normal stuff, at least that episode okay. Alex, whatever... Leanne's was all right. Panzer was fantastic. Caputo's didn't need it, but I didn't hate it. Aledia, maybe not so much. Maybe it's 50-50 there, but I just love the choice in a lot of these characters. There were mm. so many B or C tier characters that were getting backstories, mm-hmm. which I loved. I just loved that we were able to focus on these other people. And they were some of the most interesting to me as well, yeah. along the whole way.
2: Yeah, I, I worry though that like... With something maybe like lost, where if this is your form formula, uh-huh. is that like you need a flashback every episode, and it has to be like a really big character building thing to understand maybe a little bit deeper, or just have a flashback anyway. So we are splitting up timelines. That that's really going to bog down the show.
1: Is it? Have we had any episodes that haven't had flashbacks? I think I feel like we have, haven't we? Like the no. end of last season, maybe didn't have flashbacks in the last episode or something like that, or. I can't remember. I don't
2: remember. think so. No, I'm pretty sure every episode has a flashback, right? Uh,
1: maybe. It certainly wouldn't be a bad thing if it, if, it tell you what, if you don't have a flashback to tell that's any good, yeah. there's no reason to have it.
2: Uh, that's what I'm hoping is that that is what will happen is that when we really like know pretty much everyone, at least at some level, that we don't need to rely on those flashbacks. Because yeah, sometimes we don't need them like the Caputo or the Bennett or yeah, we just don't need them. So. Yeah,
1: I agree. We could definitely yeah. go without them. So that's that's and my one fine. fear. The for show the would not suffer for yeah. it. Is but
2: it, it might suffer in the future.
1: Okay, interesting. Um now we've talked about all these storylines what's going on, and I like that there are all these I think I said earlier, I like that there is lots of storylines happening and they're mm-hmm. fairly disconnected, and that's fine. Um the problem is, as much as I love there's no V, that's sort of because we don't need a big V villain here. Mm. That it works two ways. You see that? Big V villain? Anyway. Um Well done. Thank you. Um <laughs> The problem is that it means we don't have a lot of momentum heading into the end of the season. So, I found the last three or four episodes to really start to be dragging on me.
2: They, I mean, this show does have a problem sometimes of being directionless. Yeah. Sometimes we don't have a captain steering the ship and that's an issue. Yeah. Can it, That's the thing. I think you can have a show, like you said, kind of like a high school thing. We're like, it's just, we are just watching these people interact. Yeah. I don't think it's sustainable for 13 episodes that go for an hour each. I I just don't think you can do it.
1: With an hour and a half ending. An hour and a half last episode. Like, it's not necessary. mm -mm. There are some consequential things that happen. The main ones being that they're sort of a cliffhanger or set up for next season with the changes that are happening inside the prison. Mm Mm-hmm. Alex is in a situation we haven't seen that resolved. With her in the greenhouse, with mm-hmm. um one of her Some female assassins, the yeah. assassins to get her. Ruby Rose's character in Stella's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia is still in the shoe. I think that's pretty Cindy much is where Jewish. we're at. <laughs> Cindy's <is> Jewish. Cindy's <laughs> Jewish, and Pennsylvania is no longer driving the van with mm. Dick Face, but someone else is. is. I think. Oh, it was Maritza, was it? Yeah. So, I really have that time. Yeah, but someone else is. Yeah. Uh, so, there's things that, uh, you know, sort of got to final places, but they, you know, that it, there was no big bang or explosion. There was certainly no end of season one where mm. we had Piper and Pensatucky out yeah. in the Did snow. Did Piper
2: which, kill someone? Yeah, yeah.
1: Which was cool. Mm. And there was no um, end of season two with the whole V and Miss Rosa stuff as much, mm-hmm. which I loved except for those last 30 seconds, which we talked about at the time. Yeah. Instead... We get a mass, inverted commas, breakout mm-hmm. and everyone goes swimming for fucking ever in that like, <laughs> what the fuck was that <laughs> bullshit? Yeah, it's... Horrendous yeah. is the word you're looking for. Yeah. I mean. So directionless and like the only thing I can think of is that it like... We're it's one of
2: those things like we've spoken about before in which we have a scene... Or like a mashup of things where we see every like character do something funny like in a row, yes. like the audition, yes, or when they're like, was it applying for the job or talking about like job prospects yep. and that kind of thing. This is just another example. of that. like, let's see every single character, but you've got like seventeen million characters. You can't really do it, and it still have it be entertaining.
1: So what was interesting this season is there were less of those big ensemble scenes, right?
2: Mm-hmm. There, there was one with, like, the Jewish stuff. There were, they were
1: a couple and oh, I yeah. thought they were very restrained. I yes. thought they were just the right length, mm-hmm. with just the right moments and characters. They there were probably was probably more and they killed their babies and they did the right thing and well done by the way kill your babies is just the idea that when you're editing you have to get rid of stuff that you like for the sake of say, the edit I had
2: no idea where yeah. that was coming it's, from I'm like who killed their babies no
1: it's the sorry yeah that's a, <laughs> it's the idea that you sometimes you have to kill your babies for the right. sake of the whole you have mm. to take out stuff that you love i've been in this prob- place before yeah peter jackson yeah peter jackson <laughs> Um, that you just need to take stuff out even if you love it and no one will ever see it. Even though it's great, it just is getting in the way of serving the whole thing. Yeah, right. Um, and they were getting better at that. And this last one is the worst example of them all because they're using this lake to like resolve all of their storylines all at the same time. And it's hokey and gross and it, do- it doesn't even edit well. Like <laughs> um, if you follow Suzanne, Suzanne's in like three different places at once right. in that bit. She's mm. doing a million different things. It's not. It's not. Or so per say, it, I so think. So that may be magical, though. So that <laughs> that's surprise true me. too. Just. Do you have any? Do you, can you defend that for me? At all that I just hated it, and I was hoping that I was no. Getting, missing no, I something.
2: can't. I mean, I. I see why they're doing it. Do I think it was done well? No, I don't.
1: Do you, the only the thing I was thinking as well is they were quite specifically trying to give them one last moment of sunshine, quite literally, before things are about to get really fucked up in their next Mm -hmm. season. Um, One
2: moment of solace.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's just give them, just check in on them when they're quite happy and things aren't too bad for them before things go to shit. Um, Which I can understand that reflex, but they well overindulge that.
2: Yeah, no, I I completely agree with you. One of my questions was going to be, how did you feel about that ending? And now I know, yeah, no, I'm I'm on the same page, yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, an hour and a half season finale. I mean, the thing is, if you cut that down, it would have been a normal hour long episode. Anyway, all right. A couple of side notes then. In episode two, in Bennett's episode, right, we have a mm. flashback to him when he's still in the army. Yeah, and uh, and a. Iraqi or an Afghanist, Afghani or whatever it is, wherever they are, soldier throws mm. a grenade into the tent that they're in mm. and one of his fellow soldiers mm-hmm. jumps on the grenade. Yeah. It's quite a dramatic moment. Yes. Then, just as the grenade's about to explode, it cuts back to Healy's office like a, and dog, a dog farting on a yeah. YouTube video. Um, what does that, Was that problematic for you at all in terms of what they were trying to do there? Because to me, I thought that was massively like undercutting the drama. So just on a narrative level, it's mm. like you've sort of taken any sting out of this moment because that would have been pretty fucking crazy to see your friend jump mm-hmm. on a grenade and explode in front of you. Um, but also kind of disrespectful to yeah. that as well. Yeah. And I can maybe see the argument that they were making a joke of themselves not having the budget to show an explosion so they didn't show it. But don't cut to a fucking dog farting. <laughs> What the hell was that? That was I was so misguided in my eyes.
2: So just just the words "dog farting" yeah, is funny, but that um, sure <laughs> out of context it Sorry, is inappropriate, inappropriate. In context um,
1: though,
2: look, it was a I think a bad choice. You could have cut back to Caputo looking at a myriad of different things. That yeah, it was a strange choice. Maybe they felt the moment was too big that they were trying to bring some comedy. I don't know. It's just the timing is off. Yeah. The timing is way off. I can't I can't really reason it for you because I'm, yeah, I think everyone probably felt that way.
1: Um. Okay. Another little detail I know, so I just want to talk about the church group that was supporting Pensatucky were called Eastburg, <laughs> yeah. not mm. Westboro.
2: I wonder who they're uh, based on.
1: I like that little detail. Yeah. Uh, There was a point in the show that I don't know if the show did intentionally or or whether I psyched myself out Mm. for a while. There was a bit when um, the they started giving the existing guards like half of their hours, right? Yeah, and they were talking about that people were going to fill those roles, Mm -hmm. and we didn't know what the jobs that the new job that had come in was. So you know how the prisoners were getting a higher paying job, someone applying for. I was like putting to like. The like seeing the equation and going, oh my god, they're gonna make some of the prisoners guards. Like this is the do you <laughs> like know that the experiment? Prison yeah. experiment? I was like, don't, don't, no, don't do that. That is not a thing that actually happens. That was an experiment, and it was proved to be awful. You don't make a television show around that. Yeah, I was sure they were going there. I was getting really That's angry at the show. That never occurred to me. And that then that it didn't, be... and I was like, I psyched myself out and got angry at nothing. <laughs> I don't know if the show did on purpose. I would would love to see
2: your notes um, on the lead up to that because I'm sure that's very funny. All capitals, is
1: it? Oh, wait. This is the fucking Stanford Prison Experiment, isn't it? That's my <laughs> note. I just read it off the page. That's very funny. This is. I was just like, I was livid that yeah. they were going to go there. I'm really glad they didn't because the way they were setting it up, I was like, sure it was happening. No, that
2: would have been awful.
1: I'm glad that you know I misread that's the matrix on that one. It
2: never, never, ever occurred to me. that's What like, would be Don't happening? Don't do that.
1: Don't do that. Uh, just a little thing as well. I love the way this show can talk about uh, very complex moral issues and not have a decisive point in a lot of them. A lot, Some of them they do. The stuff of mm. Pensataki, obviously they do. But there's yeah. a lot of things where they just sort of go to a grey area or at least show both sides of that conversation having what a valid point. What examples are you... Oh, uh, let's from? see. Um, I'm thinking about like conversations between... Who is a, a Ladia or Lydia or... leader. Her like boyfriend guy. Um, oh. There was like I a discussion that was being had at one... St- he's obviously going to be a horrible dad, but he, he was just talking with... Yeah. Um, somebody ooh, I can't remember who. This is bad podcasting. What's the conversation? It, it was about like parenting and where the baby should go and stuff like that. And like, oh, th- he had th-
2: lots of conversations about that with there, people. There
1: was, and there was just this, there was a moment, and I think it must have been with Bennett where mm. he made almost a sound argument that he going there was the right option. That like. That going to, going, him, going, to going to him was right. a sound option. A bad example. Or even just discussions between Sophia and Gloria and stuff like that, where no one is 100% right. Mm-hmm. And they never firmly say this is right and this is wrong. Mm. I, I, mm, bad that I don't have a good example, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm,
2: I, yeah, I'm thinking about the conversation with uh, Alita's uh, partner. Yeah. I remember him talking to Dyer after Bennett has left. Yeah. And he is saying that, you know, the guy clearly couldn't look after a baby he can i mean he lost a a leg and it wasn't in war like how could he possibly look after anyone? Like, he's made bad choices at every step. This guy cannot look after a baby. And he was just talking about how, like, you know, Bennett's a little bitch and, like, he's obviously not a man. He couldn't do it. And all of – and, all of and like, about responsibility, which made me go, oh, this guy's a really good dad. He's obviously not. And he points a gun in his kid's face, but he's making good points as to why, like, Bennett should – like, Bennett yeah. and Di, they, they can't look after yeah, a baby. I get, that,
1: might, that might even be the conversation yeah. I was thinking about. There were a few of those moments. Mm. But the, the, the child's still not go to him. He'd be He's a terrible, you know, father figure, oh, obviously, no, too. They're
2: selling drugs in their house. Yeah, There's but, weapons everywhere.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just, again, bad, I don't have a better example. But it happens throughout the show. They just posit all possible sides of the argument at mm. all times and often don't come to a complete sound, oh, this is the correct answer or this mm. is a, a solid resting place. And I appreciate the show can just be that complex and grey at times. Have grey areas, I should say.
2: Mm. I think they definitely do that with things in regards to like Caputo and yeah, you know, running the prison and like what you really can and can't do. Like yeah. sometimes you just can't do something because of how the system works.
1: Uh, also, just on that as well, in the same sort of vein, every single person that you like probably has an aspect to them that you is a little um, makes them less. Appealing or a little bit that everyone's a 3D complex person, I guess. This Mm. season, in particular, we don't have V to just be outright awful. Yeah, all the people that we like, there's something about them that can even like Sophia. I had I can't think of anything about Sophia that I didn't like any stage, but we start to see some parts of her that are Mm -hmm. less than desirable. Oh,
2: her advice to her son was disgusting. Perfect
1: example, right? (laughs) So, her uh, attitude towards women. Mm. was really interesting, really yeah. fascinating. They could add that to her character I loved. Mm. And vice versa, yeah. Healy and even Fig in this season have so, – um. there's elements to them that are a little softer or a little more forgiving or mm-hmm. things in there that, that make them less than just awful yes. caricatures yeah. as well. And that's just a sign yeah, of good I writing. I yeah, know, I
2: think the show has been doing that so often and so well is creating the the shades of characters, which is why when we see a V or a Stella, it is so It stands out as being bad.
1: Um, Do you have any idea, they're talking about the corporate structure at one stage and Mm. Danny's character says something about wasps. Do you know what wasps are?
2: I can't remember what the acronym actually, like the actual, like W-A-S-P, but it's like rich... Or at least like middle class to wealthy white suburbanites generally, or actually in the city as well, but like well to do kind of repressed Uh, white people. Right. Yeah. Like Piper is a wasp, her family are wasps. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll look up the acronym now actually. It's like, it just stands for white Anglo Saxon Protestant.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Let's start wrapping this up then. Favourite and least favourite episodes. Who wants to go first this time?
2: I'll let you go first. All right.
1: My favourite episode is episode four, Finger in the Dyke, which is Boo's episode. It's
2: my favourite as well. Is it really? (laughs) Yeah.
1: There you go. I like all the stuff that's happening... With Boo in this episode, especially in their flashbacks and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked about the casting being amazing. I like Gloria in this episode, apparently. I can't remember the exact reasons, but I'm looking, that's why I've written down here. Um, watching the prison as it's being... Because I think this is the episode where they maybe come in and start like assessing the prison, to whether mm-hmm. they're going to take it over or not, the mm-hmm. private company. And watching them just like break it down into like profit margins is like, awful when this is these Women people... Women
2: menstruate. Oh, no. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: All that stuff is really fascinating and confronting at the same time. Suzanne and Tasty have their awesome um, V moments that mm-hmm. we talked about earlier as well. Um, Tucky and Boo, um, uh, they're starting to come together as sort of friends as well. That stuff was just, it's just on every level, every storyline was working for me. It is me. a
2: fantastic episode. I
1: want to give an honourable mention to episode 10 though, which is a titan and a heron, which I noticed is one of the highest rated episodes on IMDb from this season.
2: That's Penzatucky. That's scared.
1: that's yes. This is the one you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I did. I did want to talk. I thought, uh, well, I understand your criticisms of it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a important and um, I, I I it's hard for me to keep the episode in my head and what it did for the character of Penzatucky and mm-hmm. the show in general.
2: Yeah. About you, uh, my least. F- oh, do you want to talk favorite or favorite least? first? Yeah, So same finger. In oh the sure. Dark. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, for all the points you mentioned, I just it's just was so lovely to see that representation. And I think it's really important for that to exist, particularly in a show that is so LGBT friendly. Um, and yeah, like you said, like Gloria, amazing. I love the development of like the boo, pan, the tucky friendship. Uh, what else happened in that episode? Uh, oh yeah. The prison stuff, like that moving forward. And like, mm-hmm. it gives like momentum to the show. Things are happening. Things are changing and the challenging everyone. Yeah. It's just like a solid episode. Uh, you've said your least favorite, haven't you? No, that was just oh. my honorable mention oh, in that sorry. one.
1: So, my least favorite mm-hmm. is episode 13, Trust No Bitch, which is the last episode. <laughs>
2: was that because of the time and the. the it the, goes for an hour and a half.
1: Um, the I, lake? I'm just, yeah, I mean, the lake. I mean, it, <laughs> if you just. The lake by itself is enough. It's just doesn't do its job as a season finale. We're talking, again, we've always talked about trying to make talk about this thing as seasons as a whole. And while we do get the end of some arcs, it just doesn't do it in a very satisfying way. It does it with no momentum. Instead, meanders in this fucking lake forever. <laughs> and so I have to give it to that. Or I will give a dishonorable mention to Don't Make Me Come Back There, which is a led- ledias or a, lediers, a, leaders a leaders episode. Mm-hmm. I just found that to be pretty... Again, it's towards the end of the season. I just The end of the season did nothing for me. I think that was episode 12. Mm-hmm. How about your least favorite?
2: Um. Well, so... Episode two, which is Bed, Bugs and Beyond, mm-hmm. it's Bennett's episode. Sure. So, I was just like, Ugh, do not care about that. And also, yeah, with like the dye thing and like Porn mum coming. And I was just like, oh, God, well, I don't care about that either. Red found out about her store closing. Didn't really care about that because we saw it coming and like it's of no super big consequence to yeah, her. Yeah, it
1: just it- – it, for a setup, something that was set up last season. It sure, now didn't she's lead to single, anything. so
2: now I guess she can flirt with Healy. I don't oh. know. Um, yeah, and just like there was heaps of like Dyer and Bennett stuff. I'm like, ugh, it's I do not care about these star-crossed lovers. Like they're just they're nothing to me. So I just it really is the worst storyline. the Yeah, entire it show. is. So episode two, however, then we've got Penzataki's episode, which is least favorite for very different reasons. Sure, okay. So as I guess. As an episode of Orange is the New Black, episode, I'm going to choose episode two. Yep. As an episode of television, I'm going to choose Penzataki's episode because I will never watch it again.
1: That's so – just because we've, we've talked about this mm. at Nauseam already. I there There is a movie in my head. This is famous for this, I think. Mm. Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Have you have ever seen that movie? Yeah. That is a movie I'll never watch again. Yeah. For quite similar reasons, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'll never so what watch that movie again. But I think I, – it's funny, I don't dislike that movie, though. I just have no desire to experience that again. Yeah, I'm talking
2: about, like, least favourite. So, like, this, personally, that's probably my... If you're using the terms least favourite. favourite. Okay, fair I'm enough. I'm not saying it's badly made. I'm not saying cool. it's badly written. I just do not... I have no interest in watching it. It's, it's too emotionally taxing to watch for me.
1: Fair enough. That yeah. I can certainly understand. Uh, What's fo-
2: your rating? Um, uh.
1: I have given this yes. rating, a season, a rating of four out of five stars. Oh,
2: my God.
1: Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. What have you given it?
2: I've given it a three.
1: Yeah. Okay. I got, I just, I, like I've said already, I just enjoyed it for such a long time. Mm-hmm. It could have been, if you say we stopped at like episode eight or something like that, I may have even given it a four and a half or a five. Wow. That end few episodes mm. just does not, get just, the season is dragging. It just goes on yeah. too long and I have to. Bring it down, but I—it's my favorite season of the show so far. Wow! Even more than season one.
2: Interesting.
1: And I think a lot of it's got to do with it not being Piper that I'm concentrating mm-hmm. on. Yep. Um, I think it's a lot of it focuses on a lot of characters. That I'm that we're uh, like I, I just I can't believe how much I care about Pensacola at the end of this season. Mm. Um, and Boo stuff, and there's mm-hmm. just so much in there that does work, mm. even if. As a season, it doesn't arc as well as season one does. Mm. What about you? Is this your least favorite episode so far?
2: My least favorite season? Uh, so far. Yes, yes. And worse yes. Than
1: season two.
2: Yes. I didn't care about Red getting a kitchen back. Sure. I didn't care about the Norma stuff. Yep. I was traumatized by Penzataki stuff. Uh I was horrified and emotionally disturbed by Sophia being the victim of a hate crime. It was really hard to watch. Yeah. And because of those last two points, the mix of drama and comedy, it was so unbalanced to me that it just kind of – this entire season was off kilter and I just – was not enjoying myself the way I usually enjoy myself when I watch this show. Uh, yeah, it was just wasn't as enjoyable. I guess it wasn't That's really as interesting, fun to watch. And what this show has always had like terrible things happen, but the depth of the horribleness this season, it was too much for me. So I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it as much.
1: It's, oh man, it's so interesting. This is the this <coughs> excuse me. This is one of the first times we've really disagreed. Hugely on a mm. season, because I, especially early on, was I was really enjoying, yeah. like enjoying the humor mm. of it and finding it just like really witty mm. and sharp and funny Maybe and the performances to be one good. One of
2: the differences is also that I have seen this before. That's true. Too. I know what's coming. Yeah. So when those guards, those new guards come in, I know what's going to happen to Pensatucky the entire time.
1: Oh, I don't know what that means, but that's uh, sounds awful. What do you mean? I this season. Oh that the new stuff, sorry. The, the I new, thought you were talking about the no. next season. Sure, sure. When sure, the sure. new
2: guards come in, I know what's gonna happen. Sure. When Sophia and Gloria are uh, starting to build like a friendship, I know what's gonna happen. Like I know where that's gonna go. Like it's yeah, so I
1: do you I, have any memory of what you felt at the time when you first watched it? Like
2: sim- very similar reaction. Okay. I was it was awful to watch. Both both of those things. What happened to Pensacola and but, but
1: the season in general, like, were you in, do you th- do you think you remember enjoying it to a point before we got to those moments? Yes, yeah, yeah. I was ah, like, I was
2: excited by the season. I was really enjoying it. Interesting. Yeah. So I think that probably has had a, um an effect on mm. how I feel about it overall. Sure, which is fair. I mean, yeah.
1: multiple viewings probably really give you a much better uh place to rate something from when you've had a chance to digest it, when you understand where it's going, where the
3: surprise well, maybe not factor a better wears
2: one, off, but a, a different. Maybe just different. I don't know if I am having like an extra insight because like I'm not going through the journey, I guess, as organically as you are. Like you yeah. are experiencing experiencing things as the characters experience them. I am not.
1: It's that I find that really interesting mm. because a good piece of art should be able to experience one more than once and still. Oh, I'm not hold saying you, so you
2: can't. Up. I'm just saying n- like the your opinion of it and my opinion n- like neither of them we're not having a better No, no, no
1: one's got necessarily, yeah. yeah, sure, okay. Or like got high then. They're, not they're necessarily just superior. that's all, yeah, yeah. Sure, which is the value in doing it the way we're doing it, actually. Mm. Uh, do I want to keep watching? Yes, I do, especially because the promise of where things are going is pretty excellent, um, especially with what's changing at the prison. Mm. Um, at this point, obviously, you did keep watching. Yeah. Considering how much you sort of didn't enjoy this season, what was keeping you going? Was it? Knowing where it had been.
2: Yeah, I think hoping that it would write itself in yeah. the way that I wanted it to, yeah. Cause like I mean thing is, like I said earlier, I've only watched season two, three, and four once each. Yeah. I've watched season one a billion times. Yep, yep, yep. So my love of season one, I'll probably watch this show until the end. Unless obviously it gets to the point where I I, I truly just cannot continue because of it gets so like emotionally Exhausting, sure. Um, but I think my love of season one is so strong that I think I, no matter what, I'll probably just keep watching. No it, matter what, I think so.
1: How are you feeling? We're fast approaching season five. In mm. fact, season five has leaked online. We are avoiding that because we are not dirty pirates. That's right. um, how are you, are you excited about season five? Are you concerned? Are you interested?
2: I'm very interested. I'm vip be- Season four ends. In a big way, like yeah. it, it's big, which is what you wanted from this season. Like, see, yeah. yeah, season four is like, whoa. Well, so I'm very excited to see what happens.
1: This is sort of part of my predictions, hopes, concerns part that I was going to mm-hmm. get to now. My prediction is that things get a lot worse mm-hmm. in the prison. I mean, I think it's really leaning towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, this season was sort of the calm before the storm. Um, in fact, I wondered whether this show is maybe playing to have a bit of a cycle where it's like high school drama, really really yeah. like bad season high school drama then a serious scene mm. like or really like villainous plotty season yeah. like I did with v and that maybe this next season's like that and maybe season five is meant to be back to the high school drama type thing though from mm. what i've heard about the, the way that season structured maybe not but we'll see there's just there's something about the the time frame that takes over that i've heard about season oh, five. Okay. Really i haven't
2: read any press about it yeah I'd, or seen anything about it
1: Interesting. Um, My other, my big concern, though, I think, is that we might just, with that same thought, that we may end up with another V, another two-dimensional villain Mm. in there that is not complex or interesting, is just there to be villainous. Yeah, I mean, I,
2: I certainly have worries about the sustainability of this show. I worry that it will go for too long. I worry that the... The way they've structured it with flashbacks will bog it down. I mean, it, it already has momentum problems with yeah. you know the amount of time we spend totally. each season.
1: I would kill to shave three episodes off these seasons. I would mm-hmm. kill just for, I don't know, some restraint when it comes to yeah. what... Especially when you release these things, like Netflix, right? Releases these things um, all at once. There is no advertising money that comes from having more episodes Mm -hmm. means more ad breaks, which means more ad space they can sell. That's not the Netflix structure. So why do they overcommit their seasons? Why can't they have shorter seasons or shorter episodes and make them tighter? It's just I think people are allowed to indulge too much because it's a streaming thing. I think so. It's not made for commercial television. It's the problem that happened with Arrested Development Season 4. By the way, Jason Bateman signed off for Season 5. Yesterday. He, he has signed. He has signed. Ooh. So he's supposed to be filming this next few months potentially. I still haven't rewatched season four. Neither have I. I'm worried. Maybe we should, yeah. we might do a rest development before season five comes out. <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> I would love that. That would be fun. But that's a real, it's an interesting issue that comes with the streaming format. Anyway, conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. I think that's it.
2: Yes. Yes, it is.
1: Nothing else you want to talk about? Excellent. Nope. If you would like to contact us, you can do so by finding us on Facebook, by searching for Hunting Seasons. You can find us on Twitter at HuntingSCast or HuntingSCast, depending how you want to approach that. You can email us at HuntingSeasonsPodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at b bgordes, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask.
2: They can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at maskymu M-A-S-K-Y. M-double-O, I almost (laughs) forgot. I'm so sorry. (laughs)
1: Uh, Also want to give a big thanks to Sean Kirkpatrick who designed our wonderful logo and graphics. You can find his work at seankirkpatrickdesigns.portfoliobox.net. And also on Instagram at Shawnee Boy Draws. And also, has a second Instagram account now, Shawnee Boy Comics.
2: It's a little gluttonous, I'll be honest with you. But
1: they're both great accounts. They like, are. every <laughs> single day, I'm enjoying his stuff. He's currently traveling as we record this episode and yeah, still he's coming up with Italy amazing Italy,
2: And every day, he's drawing these beautiful pictures. Oh, it's incredible.
1: Yeah. Um, and also, a big thank you to Jordan Calavis for our Hunting Seasons theme song. You can find his work at SoundCloud.com slash classic J Rex. Uh, also, just want to say, this is going to come a little late after this has happened, but as we're recording this, we have reached 1,000 downloads. We have. Woo! Which whoop, means. Whoop. People are actually like downloading and listening to the show, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Um, so we that's don't wonderful. have that
2: many friends, so it must be like some strangers there. Must
1: there must be a few strangers out there listening, which yeah. is wonderful. Uh, if you happen to be one of our friends or strangers who would like to help us out to get us to the next thousand downloads, um, we would love you to please consider reviewing us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and you can write whatever you want onto that, but... Those ratings really go a long way to helping us get noticed and for other people to find the show. Uh, now, next week, I would normally say what we're going to do next. I'm going to restrain from that this week. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what it will be. It might be Orange the New Black Season 4. It might be Louis Season 4. Yeah. It really depends on what we decide to do. Yeah, we're
2: still figuring out the scheduling because of the release of Orange the New Black, O-I-T-N-B <laughs> Season 5. As we get
1: closer yeah. to Season 5 coming out, we're thinking maybe we should try and get these out in time for Season 5. Mm-hmm. So... We're probably going to be back next week with more and the New Black. We'll see. In the meantime, though, thank you very much for listening to Hunting Seasons. Once again, we'll see you next time. Bye.